Hey y'all, this is Anissa. I know that you're expecting the Year End Yak Part 2. That is still coming, don't worry, but we had some technical hiccups that caused some pretty significant delays. So in the meantime, we bring you this spoiled yak on the interest of love. So enjoy that and we'll see you with the Year End Yak Part 2 very soon. You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers with Saya, Anissa, and Boroma. It's been a while. It took me a second to remember what I had to say. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm Anissa. I'm Parma. And we have replaced Saya permanently with Sammy. <laughs> oh, look, it's me again. I haven't been here in a while. <laughs> Uh, so if we uh, have managed to release these episodes in order, then you would have uh, listened to uh, me and uh, Frabi talk about another drama uh, in the previous episode. And now we are back. And today, Anita and I <laughs> decided we need to get grab Frabi and talk about interest of love. Yay! Anissa, I would have been very like, upset if I didn't to tell get them. invited for this. <laughs> no one else would have been the correct guest. <laughs> Right, because Anissa started watching because Frabi decided that she needs to talk about like the first four episodes of Interest of Love. And I was hyperventilating because I thought I was the only one watching this drama before Frabi started talking about it online. I didn't I wasn't <laughs> speaking to anyone about it. it. And then and you were like, like, There's this drama I really like at the moment oh. and I was like, Is it this one? <laughs> and I was like, A friend, yeah, finally. Saw, you know, I watched the trailer for it on Netflix and I was like, this looks weird and not like it's something I would watch. And then I saw that you had posted about it and I read like one paragraph. I was like, okay, let's watch this. It's not like anything I normally watch either though, right? Like it's a it's a workplace romance drama, mm-hmm. or at least that's what it looks like on the surface, which is like my least favorite genre. I was like, I'm not interested in this. And then I could see people tweeting about it and talking about how like complex the characters were. And I was like, maybe I'll give it a try. And then it just took over my life for like eight weeks oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for me I was I have been so badly burned by dramas last year that now whenever I like because I spent majority of 2022 uh, getting very excited about the first half of a drama talking about it incessantly and then being basically pushed off a cliff (laughs) in the second (laughs) half. (laughs) So I was determined not to talk about Interest of Love because I was madly in love with the first four episodes. I was not expecting the twists. I thought we were going straight forward into a a, a sort of like a sweet, um, I don't know, a sort of slice of life life office drama, maybe, you know, slightly melancholy in, in, in bits, but like nothing too, too out of the ordinary. And then... Man, it was just like by end of first episode, I'm like, I don't know where they're going with this, but it's so good. You know that moment at the end of episode one where she turns around with like that cold, cold. ice cream look on her face <laughs> oh. and you're just like, who is this person? And what? he's just like, that's when I realized that Anne Young is a bitch. And it's like, whoa, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is this is not what I was expecting. Okay. It was such a good first goes. episode because it like it set up this like beautiful like Disney-esque fairy tale romance story where like she's just like the perfect girl and he's like madly in love with her and then it all just falls apart at the last second and you spend the entire drama <laughs> trying to bring it back <laughs> to where it was. 
It's just, mm. it felt like such a subversion of everything that we're used to. I was like, why are they getting together so soon? I was like full of dread the whole episode. And then the dread paid off. Yeah, you're like, you, because you know this can't end well because it's only episode one and mm-hmm. then it just really doesn't end well. Yeah. They were making you feel anxiety. Did you guys notice the soundtrack throughout the first episode? Like, everything superficially seemed like, oh, so cutesy. They're stealing glances at each other. They are flirting a little bit. It's it, escalating to, you know, them kind of It was of like nauseously saccharine. It was like so sweet. I was like, but this, this right? doesn't feel right. The <laughs> underscore of the entire thing was discordant because it was like, Tense underscore. You're like, oh my god, somebody's gonna jump out and stab everybody any moment now. <laughs> and there were a lot of like long pauses and long silences, which like after what happens, then you're like, oh okay, I see why we lingered on certain shots and why like there were certain pauses and yeah, like the tension was a little like it was romantic tension but then it was like a little off you know in some moments (laughs) like there's that that moment that like always I don't know why but really sticks in my mind where they have that first you know sort of date I guess that Mm -hmm. neither of them is willing to label as a date and then at the end she (laughs) he's like can I see you again or whatever and she's like well I don't like ambiguous relationships and he's like okay and he doesn't like clarify exactly and so like it's cute but it also was, you're just like, you were like looking for a little bit more. And then like, they come back to that moment, you know, later again. But it's, it was just interesting. That moment was so gives, good. It leaves you a little imbalanced. Yeah, yeah. Because in the first episode, Young is like weirdly opaque. Like you don't start to get into her, into her brain until like the later episodes. So she's just kind of there being pretty, being sort of like offhandedly charmed by him. But like, you can't really tell whether he she likes him the same way that he likes her. And when she says like, I don't really like vague relationships. You don't, you can't know for certain that she means I want to date you. <laughs> like it's just, it's completely right. unclear. Yes. And it's only like later on when we start to like deconstruct that moment and all the other moments, like, you know, after, after we find out why she's so mad that we start to get into her head and understand how it works. Uh, I kind of assumed well, when she said that, uh, that I don't like vague relationships that Soyoung was operating from like a, a place of self-defense from the very beginning. Um, And that was established pretty quickly because one thing the drama did um, like pretty early on is establish the imbalance of their workplace relationship um, about how she was the more experienced one, but he was the more privileged one. They did that really quickly, which is why while that track is sort of like, you know, being laid out, their um, uh, their romance kind of taking off in the first episode seemed so like out of place. Like things are not aligning properly. Like how how can how can this sort of disbalance exist? And yet they have a have a romance where she can see him as like when he does nice things for her. It's it's sweet, but also. Uh, she has been his sambay, um in the field. Like he has been a rookie that she has literally trained. Mm-hmm. So him doing sweet things for her is not necessarily a romantic gesture. Like you would think that that would be like a respect due to a sambay, but because of her position in the branch, that's not so. I mean, somebody who's already sort of like bypassed her, he would just not bother with her. The fact that he still bothers is 
partly because he's yeah a, a kind of a nice guy he's not rude in general but also like it's emphasized pretty early on it's because he likes her it's possible that he would have he would have been less attentive towards her maybe if he didn't like her like her but because of his feelings he is still respectful and extra attentive towards her there's even that moment where he calls her i think somebody name and it's like one of those flashbacks to the past where she's like training him mm. and she's like oh you don't have to call me that because he and she both know that yeah that's not how their status works you know yeah, like she even if technically him. she's no, the he one ranks her even <laughs> Yeah, like, so even though she's technically his sunbae, like, she's like, come on, like, we both know that that's not like a status that anyone is going to expect you to give me. Um, And he like, I don't think in that right at the beginning, it's really that he's has a romantic interest in her. There is an aspect of him just being like a respectful and nice person. But yeah, absolutely. It is, you know, after a few years at this point, when he has a much better and more stable position at the bank, it, it is because of that. Yeah. And I, I think it this it was also kind of shown that initially when she was teaching him, she's a very beautiful woman. And even in like the drama, that's acknowledged that she's very attractive. So when she first joined the branch, she was like the goddess of the Yonko branch. Um, and but that soon that kind of shine wore off because, you know, she's basically doing menial work as well as her own work because of her, you know, um, status in the branch and so when he joins it's very clear that she is a beautiful woman but it's not something he acts on years past them working in the same branch he never acts on it it's like very clear like it, it you can see him stealing glances at her practically from the very first scene in the bank but you can also see that he's like in a status like he just he's not acting on it and she clearly knows that he's been stealing glances at her. It's just this this whole this thing about <laughs> well, it's Sansu's character being like slow as molasses. <laughs> well, his, his name literally means constant, yeah. like in math in a math sense, right? Like Sansu is a constant, Yeonsu is variable, and like that's the whole thing is like he's a constant, and then she comes into his life and is variable, but like. Yeah. That's that's like the fundamental problem that these two have is both of them are so used to like protecting themselves because of I think the a combination of their personalities and their life experience that mm. both of them have their walls up so high that it like took them so long to take that step towards each other and in the meantime like all this other stuff happened because their second leads were like much more proactive and so like things actually <laughs> progressed whereas with these two they're just like in their shells emerged <laughs> for such a long time and then when they finally emerged everybody else is like well you know it's kind of too late for this now what are you doing yeah the problem as well is that they uh, all they all grow over the course of the drama they all mature but they don't mature at the same pace like their growth isn't linear mm -hmm. some of them take steps forward some of them take steps back and Sangsu and Seung in particular are just never at the same point when they need to be like Sangsu is ready to commit to Seung mm. right at the end but you know was hesitant about her in the beginning and Seung had the opposite experience where at the beginning she was so ready to commit to him but then after everything that happened just had to bail out and that's the real like tragedy of the whole thing I think was she ready though I don't think that she was because if she had been, it wouldn't have 
she wouldn't have had such an extreme reaction to his hesitation, hesitation, you know, like that. Actually, that hesitation is something that I want to come back to when we talk mm. about the ending. But c- can we talk about like this love square first <laughs> before we get to the ending? Because I know we'll have a lot of thoughts about the ending. But like, let's let's talk about these four people. OK, I really liked like for once they actually let the relationships like the relationships with the second lead actually become relationships. <laughs> Which I was so grateful for because usually it's always like, hey, this is a promising, you know, uh, uh, pairing, like somebody who's like maybe more your wavelength and, you know, society wants you to be with them and they are an option. But then the, you know, main leads never really go for the option. So we never really find out what would happen if they did. So that was I, I appreciated the drama for going there. Yeah, I think I said a similar thing. I think I said that this is like the only true love square I've ever seen, I think, because normally mm-hmm. you're introduced to a love triangle in a drama and it's like, oh, look, both of these men love this woman, usually, normally like two men, one woman. Uh, and, you know, she never entertains the second lead as an option. So it's like, he loves her, sure. But is is it a love triangle if, if he doesn't pose any kind of threat to her feelings for the hero? And then here you actually have it so that everything is just a little bit jumbled for like a good five episodes or so where it's just like oh everyone's really (laughs) really don't know how this is going to go at the moment it could be anyone for anyone yeah Yeah. the only the other drama that this was reminding me of i don't know if you you all have seen um kesarasara from i think it's from 2008 oh i have and um (laughs) jung yumi yeah and I mean, that drama was, I mean, I watched it pretty early on in my K-drama fandom. Maybe it was like 2010 or 2011. And I was like, oh, and okay, like spoilers if you haven't seen it. But she actually marries the second lead. I was like, y'all are going hard. Like, what is going on here? And it also, um, it has an ending that you can interpret in multiple ways. So I chose to interpret it the way that I wanted. But like Interest of Love very much reminds me of that because you see these characters who are, you know, the product of their choices and they make a lot of bad choices because of who they are and kind of where they are in life. And they genuinely have a connection, but things go wrong because of, you know, like they have to face the consequences of those choices and it doesn't really pull any punches. And also the writing and the and the acting is just so so good and so here as well just the writing and the acting like truly these two leads and and also like the actress who plays um Mikyung Gumsedok was amazing Gumsedok was incredible mm. I remember it was the end of episode 11 in particular where I realized that she was just like the standout star it was when um she and Sang were finally breaking up where she just like you know, jumped out of the car and was like, I told you I wanted to do this later. And she's just like in tears. And it's just like, oh my God, this this performance is so raw. <laughs> it's just something completely else. Yeah. It's interesting that, um, so Jo Youngmin, who directed um, Interest of Love, had also directed uh, Do You Like Brahms? Which was nearly my favorite drama of, of the year when it came out. Um, and that was also... You know, it was a story about like people loving each other, but that not being enough in a relationship. Like mm. there are insecurities, there are things that you haven't figured out. There are issues with status, obligations. And it's it's a very similar theme now that I think about it. But like this is way, way, way more explored 
Um, whereas Brahms was uh, less. <laughs> but still, I mean, I, I just, it, it's rare enough that you get stories where um, you're talking about love just not being enough. And even if you're trying really hard, um, unless you're in the right headspace and you have figured out what, you know, what are the things that are driving you? Like all of these characters, when they act not badly, but like when they make bad choices, it's usually because of their history, external pressures on them and what people might think about them. And all of these things kind of meddling with their head when they're making the decision mm -hmm. and then they make terrible choices. Or like a lack of self-knowledge or like yeah. a self-knowledge that hasn't caught up to like the present moment fast enough. <laughs> so when they get that self-knowledge, then they're like, oh, shit, like I have made the wrong decision, <laughs> but it's too late now. Um, one thing that I wanted to bring up about like, so Yuyun Suk is really good in this. I did not I did not think that he was this good of an actor, um, but he without speaking, he is able to express so much just by like micro expressions. So kudos to him. But what I think was the most interesting contrast between characters was really between the two heroines. I don't know. Mm. I feel like I feel like Umsirok is like an equal heroine in this because she is she plays such an important role. And to me, she's actually like a more interesting and satisfying character overall. Like her development for me was the most satisfying out of all the four main leads. And like you you see so clearly, right? Like in the beginning, they set up this friendship but it's never really an equal friendship because clearly like they like each other and they get along you know they have that common interest in art but they they can never have an equal relationship because of it's not just that they are not of the same status but it's also like Mikyung's socialization casualness yeah like she is just so casual about money and spending money and the way she uses money to um show affection that she's learned from her dad you know and that like the way that she uses money to bring people close to her and and the way that like it literally you can just see how it turns so young's stomach in a lot of moments <laughs> even though she's like okay i understand this is who you are but like how can you how can you be so flippant about this thing that is like literally you know yeah. can change my life I think the culmination of that was in episode 10, um, when Seung basically took all of the clothes that Mikyung had just given to her as an excuse to go and see her um, because of Sangsu, and just donated them all and like and got money in exchange for them, which she then gave to Jonghyun. And she was like, I really hate how some people find this easy and we find it difficult. This is me like venting mm -hmm. my anger about that. And that was that felt like the culmination of their. Scene. Oh, it was. That felt like the the culmination of all of their sort of struggles because it was very subtle before that. I think the uh, the issues between Mikyung and Suyoung it was mostly like conveyed through mm. their art actually. Like you know the fact that Suyoung was really drawn to this po uh, this painting that she found in a window, and then Mikyung just bought it and just hung it on her bathroom wall, and it was just like it was just like oh yeah, I bought it. Do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> And not recognizing in that. In the bathroom, <laughs> of all places. Not even, like, in her, you know, in the foyer or, like, somewhere in the bathroom. Like, literally, she's going to look at it when she poops. Like, that's how... <laughs> and, and, for, and it's, like, such an expensive piece of art that was, like, on the... You know, something that, that Suyoung could see on her way to work. And she just, like, took it for herself. Yeah. It, I think what really... What I really loved about this show was... 
there are a lot of shows that explore, you know, um, social class and wealth inequality and how it can be a barrier to like happiness in a relationship between two people. But most of the time it uses really drastic comparisons, you know, so you have the sort of Cinderella story type of where you have like the chebol air and the really poor candy and, you know, everything is really dramatic and it's all about like throwing glasses of water in people's faces and envelopes <laughs> of money. And like, it's such a huge contrast between their classes, but this one is so subtle because you're seeing it in like multiple levels all four of these leads have like a, are sort of in a different situation when it comes to how well off they are or how you know poor they are and they show it in the details you know like really like small details there's one scene for instance where um it just shows how all four of them make coffee and it starts with like Jonghyun just I think using like um packet coffee and stuff and then sort of working its way up to the fact that Mi-kyung has her own like barista machine at home and things like that and it's just it is in all of the little details yeah. of just how they go about their everyday life where they portray this these differences rather than like big gestures or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know there's this one moment that really sticks out for me when like you got to the point where like everyone is miserable and everyone is upset and it's like nighttime and they can't sleep. But Suyang just lies in her bed, unable to sleep. Mi Yang has her, you know, prescription sleeping medicine that she takes and she goes to sleep. And you're like, even in this moment where like they're both so disturbed over the, you know, what they're dealing with in terms of like this, the man that they both love. Um, it's very much, it's like so much easier for Mi Kyung to just like take a sleeping pill um, and then like not show up at work the next day and really not face any consequences. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. you know, here's Soo Young not sleeping and then having to get up and go to work on no sleep. I mean, it's a small detail, but it's just so good. And it like doesn't say it, like it doesn't push things in your face. Everything is so subtle. There's so much that is like between the lines and isn't said yeah, explicitly. like it's a lot of so a lot of how Suyong is treated at work, for instance, is really like subtly sinister. Sinister maybe mm-hmm. is a bit of an exaggeration, but like the fact that you know she's expected to go out to all of these like drinking parties so that she can like liaise with clients and stuff because she's a woman. Like it's never explicitly stated, right? But you know she's expected to pour drinks for these older men and not complain. And then when she does complain, if the men in the office are like, well, I go to those. What's the problem? You know, I'm happy to do that. It's like, it's not the same for you, man. You know, you're not, you're, you're not a woman. You, you yeah. don't, you're not sort of constrained to how women are expected to, to act in these situations. Mm-hmm. And you're also not, but also, you know, at this point in the food chain. A, yeah, yeah. But, uh, she, she's not, not, it's not just that she's a woman, but she's um, a woman in the most vulnerable position in the office. And there were other women in the office who were not being asked to do the same service as her because she was the one who could easily lose her job, whereas the others wouldn't. They aren't like, you know, contract workers who would just like, um, who can easily be fired, uh, is what I'm trying to say. And the, the conversation that happens once she does say she wouldn't do it, or rather the conversation that happens right before she says that she wouldn't do it, because I think she gets um, called to go on one of those. And then a rumor starts about like the boss and and her, are they having some kind of a thing? Because Started by the other women she... in the office, which is the part yeah, that hurts the most. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, 
And then you have the, these people talking about like some of them being like, you know, she can't say no. And the other be, others being like, why? Of course she can say no. All of us, you know, anybody can say no. She's only mm. going because she wants to. And, th and the thing is, at the end of the day, you have all of these people flipping, like some of these characters who see some really nasty things about her at a later point are perfectly nice about her, like genuinely perfectly nice to her and like say nice things about her. It's like the dichotomy of like evil things coming out of perfectly normal people's mouth mm. is kind of emphasized over and over like that. Yeah, well, that makes me think of that scene close to the end where um, Mikyung tells Soo-young when they meet, you know, again, that, yeah. you know, like there were a lot of rumors about about me, um, but I've gotten used to it. She said, you know, like I realized that to those people talking about these rumors is just like talking to, about the weather to them. Like it means it nothing. Means meaningless. Yeah. And yeah, it, and it's true. Like people will say the most horrifying, disgusting things as gossip and it doesn't even register with them because it, it's just like their morning chat over coffee as they're like starting their day. Which sucks as well Very because much. those those kinds of rumours are what made Soo-young's life hell for years and it's ultimately what sort of made her decide that it wasn't worth staying at the bank anymore because she had, you know, endured so much of that, just so, so much like casual mistreatment that it had all sort of like piled up. And it got to the point where she was finally getting what she wanted, which was, you know, like a sort of um, a boost in her status and, you know, a, a new a new job and a new location. And it just wasn't worth it anymore, like because she'd recognized that that wasn't what was going to bring her happiness at all in the first place. Hmm. Plus, that new job and that new location was going to be working with that man who took the video of like her most humiliating moment at work. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah. Can we talk about that whole thing? With the yeah. the way she like throws a <laughs> nuclear bomb into her own life and everyone that she cares about, can we talk about that? Because I have I have things to say, but I want to hear y'all's thoughts first. Well, I knew it was coming. I'd heard from a few people on Twitter who'd like heard from people who'd read the novel because obviously it's not like translated into English. And so I found out basically that something was going to happen where Seung was basically going to just destroy everything, and I was like. Okay. <laughs> and then it did. And I was surprised by how much I didn't hate it, <laughs> I guess. Because I feel like what I, what I love about the drama is that even though you, you see characters doing horrible, stupid things, the drama itself doesn't judge them for it. It's very much trying to make it's tr trying to make you understand how on earth they could ever come to the conclusion that that's the right thing to do. And then like where it takes them afterwards. So yeah, I didn't. It was horrible yeah. to watch, obviously, but like I, it, it was interesting mm. to me oh. to to figure out why Soo-young would want to do that. I think you know the main reason probably is that she just didn't have it in her to amicably in, end her relationship with Jong Yun. Like she just didn't, she couldn't see a way to just sit down with him and have a nice conversation. So she was like, maybe I'll just pretend to cheat, <laughs> and then he'll have to hate me, and then he'll yeah. leave on his own. Yeah. And I, I think she was basically so tired of people making judgments about her because it, it, the, there were rumors of her sleeping with men just because she's never gone out with anybody. The consensus amongst the assholes uh, in the back room was that, oh, it's because she goes out with so many men. That's why she doesn't go out with any men. <laughs> just super logic. Um, 
Like she's just so That's literally just sour grapes because she, they think she's hot and they're upset that she won't give them the time of day, right? Like it's just the most low-level male garbage. Pretty, pretty much. And, and on, on top of that, like, of course, she has complicated feelings about this man. Um, and she's trying to navigate um, her relationship. And there are so many things going on. But she can also see how she's constantly being judged. Like, just judged by the man she loves. Judged by this woman who wants to be her friend and then sees her as a threat. Judged by the, the guy she's in a relationship with. And, like, it's, it's like this... And everything is going downhill. But the point is, like, she never gets to tell her own story in a way. So mm. she takes the path of high drama. Honestly, I respect that. <laughs> I mean, I, I found it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, 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 like, hated it. And I completely understood her at the same time. Just because of how well the, the drama set up her character and her, like, insecurities and her trauma and her, like, fears. For me, what I really... And it was miserable. It was miserable to yeah. see her do it. It was miserable to see the fallout. Like, it was so... Mis- I mean, the drama I know. is one of the only shows I've ever watched where I'm, like, miserable, but I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. <laughs> but for me, what I was upset about was she does that, and then she, like, leaves. Yeah. And then he goes and finds her, and they have this whole reconciliation and then she disappears again and I was like really twice I I cannot like I I'm, at that point I was just like this is this is too much like I, I don't I didn't understand that second disappearance her leaving the first time is actually the one that got to me because I was like girl that's that's Jung Hyun behavior like when he was being really evasive and didn't want to like confront the fact that they were they were both miserable and that he hated that he was failing the exam all the time, he would just take off for days and not tell her where he was going. I was like, I was like, no, that's this is worse. <laughs> the second one, I feel I mean, like I can understand. It I, was worse. Sorry, go ahead. As, uh, the second one, I feel like I could understand because every the drama sort of gave me the conclu- the sort of the feeling that it was very final like that they both knew it was final in a way and that's why he never really properly tried to find her again afterwards like they you know she said in the very last episode that the reason that she um she never called him was because it felt like everything had been given and everything had been received so it was just like a natural conclusion to their relationship at that point in time um obviously it's still shitty but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I guess with the first time that she disappeared, I could understand that after what had happened and everything that she was dealing with, with like the workplace people, like I could see her just wanting to exit completely from any kind of relationship with all of those people, including him and just like all of the misery that had kind of ensued with Jonghyun coming to the workplace, basically like spilling this thing that I don't, I think she thought would just... That only he would know naively and everyone Mm. found out. And so like I can understand her just being like, you know what? I just I'm just going to leave and and disappear and like no one's going to know where I am. And I could totally understand her not wanting to go to that new job, even though like it sucked so much because she worked so hard Mm. and she finally got the thing that she was trying to get. But the second time I was like, you know, like this guy is not going to I don't know. I don't know. I just like, I guess on paper, I can understand her motivations, but like narratively, it felt like we were doing the same thing again. And I feel like it stretched 
the story out. Um, so I, I wasn't really, I was like, this is, this is getting I, too, I don't too disagree. I, I think the second time was that the story just committing to Moon Young's character being, uh, Seong just being opaque. Like, I don't think she ever stopped being opaque, even though uh, around episode three, four, we started getting more glimpses into her mind. But she was never completely, she was ne- like, you have Sang Soo being completely transparent at all times. <laughs> like, yes. you always know what this man is feeling. <laughs> yeah. Even Mi Kyung, you, you knew what Mi Kyung was feeling. You knew what uh, Jong Hyun was feeling. But at, at I mean, at all, at every point, wherever Soo Young was in the picture, you like she can go either ways. In this particular moment, she can respond positively or she can just like walk away with, with like the blankest face. You, you just, just did not know how this woman was going to react, which tells you that the drama just didn't want us to know her the way we knew the other characters. So this was just like the drama committing to, hey, she has mystique. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Also, like her refusal to talk at a certain point, like for a long time, her refusal to talk was, you know, creating tension. And it was like an interesting, like you would understand why she was so reticent. And like, it was a, it was a part of her character that I like really sympathized with. And then at a certain point, maybe around like episode 14, I was just like, girl, just open your mouth. Like what, (laughs) like what is going to happen if you say one sentence? I just could not like, and I, I understand that like as someone who, talks a lot maybe that's just me <laughs> you know like being but I I just couldn't like I just yeah like you said Borma like she was just so opaque and there's this conversation that she has with um I can't remember her name but like the team Jong name like the mm-hmm. the woman that mm-hmm. the older woman who's like yeah, really nice yeah, yeah. to her the one the only one who's like truly the truly only one lovely who defended to her. her yeah yes the the one true friend that she had at that bank um and she's like you know you're doing what you love. You have the, like you did, you you know, like you're happy now. Like, why don't you just let yourself do what you want? She's like, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, go after this, this man. Like you don't have to like be with a man that you don't love, but like, why don't you just do what makes you happy? And like, I don't know if even by the end, she's like ever doing that. Like that, that like expression that she has on her face where she has mm. like that slight smile um, and it's like so clearly a mask. She never completely loses it. And like, yeah, for me, like even until the end, I was kind of hoping for them to get back together despite everything, just because like you could still feel that they had feelings for each other. And I, it took me like, I mean, I just finished watching this last night and it took me some time to like process and then maybe I'm still processing. And I was thinking like, OK, I'm actually OK with them not ending up together because she is not at the point where she can. Mm-hmm. be with him or to be with anyone really like fully and maybe that's kind of I was trying to ask myself like what is this drama trying to say because in the beginning I felt like this drama was asking the question of should you like be practical or should you go by your feelings you know when you're ch- choosing a romantic partner but I don't know if that's really the question that we're left with at the end so I want to ask y'all like what do you think the drama was oh I actually like wrote down Song Su's little speech at the <laughs> end <laughs> So let me just read it. Yeah. We were once a part of each other's lives. We fell for each other. Our hearts fluttered for each other. We were foolish. We regretted. All those moments ultimately turned into yearning. During those times, did we love each other or did we understand each other? And that's my own translation because I hate the Netflix translation. Yeah, the Netflix translation makes no sense. 
completely yeah it's they forced it because they changed the title and they to the interest to club in. yeah <laughs> we'll be blinded by the interest that doesn't mean anything that doesn't mean anything yeah <laughs> so like that's kind of the last real thing that we're left with right other than him being like i didn't forget anything meaning like that he doesn't regret i guess that he doesn't regret being together but like what do you think the drama is trying to say I think one of the themes is definitely what what he said like because it was unclear in the very beginning like you could see that part of the thing was like can you possibly truly be with someone who's not of your own class not doesn't share your economic background your history uh just the way you approach your life is very different when your economic backgrounds are drastically different can love actually sustain you um So those were the questions they they were primarily asking in the first half but by the second half I kind of felt like it was more about if you keep giving into society or like the social pressures that keep molding your decisions they they have like this almost um corrosive effect like you you're not really left with much of yourself to give to another person like to fall in love Like of these characters I suppose Sangsu thanks to his really really lovely mom um is probably one of the only people who more or less was in a healthier mind space and and continued to get it to a better um space like mentally like with his understanding of himself by the end of the drama he's still in a space where he can fall in love like he can give of himself I feel like Soyoung didn't have enough to give of herself. Like she had spent so many years in a defensive ball um and also kind of like believing uh, sort of like experiencing society in the worst way, trying to survive and also having that horrible relationship with her family. All of that I I don't think by the time she got out of the stuff and just basically ran away and started her own thing, I don't think she had enough of her left to like fall in love. So the question had changed by the end of the drama. And and the same thing goes for Mikyung. I don't think like she started with like the whole romance of like the school girl in her head, but by the end of the drama she's like, "Eh, it's just an ex. <laughs> I don't need to see him." <laughs> but you know with with her, I feel like Mikyung actually had some really amazing character development. Like she came to a lot of realizations about who she is. who she is in a relationship, who she wants mm. to be in a relationship, her relationship with her parents, like that moment where she has that sort of um final breakup with Sangsu. Yeah. Yeah. That conversation in the car uh, where she flips the coin and then that. the and then the pr- the conversation before that when he brings her home from the hospital and he apologizes to her. Honestly, that was the best speech in the whole drama where he basically tells her like I disrespected you I really like I'm really sorry I sh- I and he like owns up to all the crappy stuff that he did in their relationship like which he's been kind of denying and pretending like he's a nice guy and yeah. he like really really sincerely apologizes and I was like yes now you are the hero that you've been pretending yeah, to I, be I this agree. whole time Yeah I agree actually has a better like heroine's journey so to speak in a, in a romance drama than uh Soyoung did <laughs> Yeah, and then her conversation with her dad. Sorry, I just wanted to yeah, like remember no, no, the scene. I, 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 agree. I love that, that was scene. So good. Where she's like, I just re- I like she's like, thank you. I realized I never thanked you, and I realized and like her basically acknowledging like this has been his way of showing her love when she thought that he didn't love her. 
And and then mm. you could see him like get a little choked oh, up. I'm getting choked up. It was so that good. was a really standout Meanwhile, moment for me as well. I thought that was like a, a really good entry to sort of the the class narrative. Now that it's sort of shifted mm. away from being involved with the romantic relationships, because you know it was Mikyung kind of accepting a part mm. of herself as well, and that her privilege, you know, you know, it's something that she's uncomfortable with sometimes, but you know, it's something that she has to just accept. Give it gift giving is her dad's love language, and it's also her own love language, and they have the money to be able to do that. And it's not something that she should be ashamed of. I think mm. is kind of what I gauge yeah. from that. And then, you know, meanwhile, I really thought hard about this. I don't think there's a single time that Young actually said sorry to Sang Soo. I was trying to think of a moment. I don't know if y'all can think of a moment. I don't think she ever apologizes No, to I don't think she does. <laughs> and like, I was so frustrated by at the, like, even in the last scene, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but like this is the thing that I wanted to come back to about like his moment of hesitation at the crosswalk on that first time where they're going to meet at the hotel and and then she saw him hesitate and she left. Like even by the end of the drama, they're still it's like they're putting that moment of hesitation in opposition to like all the stuff that she's done. That she's done. Yeah. And I'm that. like, why are we still talking about this like one small moment of hesitation after which he's been like like completely gone for her and tried it, yes, he made mistakes, sure. But like he's tried so many th- he's like continuously chasing after. She's continuously leaving him. And like you can see how this like anxiety of like never knowing if she's going to actually show up the next time that they like plan to meet, like it's kind of destroying him. And even at the end when he's like has no reason to trust that she's ever going to be there. And she meanwhile, she knows that he's always going to show up and she's like, oh, but but like that moment of hesitation is still seen as such such a huge mistake. And it's like balanced against like the, her mistake of like pretending to sleep with his best friend. I just, I cannot, (laughs) I don't understand. Like, I really, I really, I like that really annoyed me. I was like, how, why are we still talking about this moment of hesitation that y'all like already covered in like episode four or whatever? And I thought we were done with that. I don't know. That really annoyed me. What I found really interesting was Suyong's character was that even though she is kind of positioned as this, um, you know, this heroine who's in a weaker position but has a lot of strengths and you should be rooting for her, that moment when he's like, the the woman I love is a bitch um, <laughs> because she turns around and hits, <laughs> hits him hard where it hurts. I was like, oh my God, you're right. They've actually crafted a bitch for for the heroine. Because she does this repeatedly, right? Like when, and intentionally. Like, yeah, intentionally hurting someone because she's anticipating being hurt. And yeah. she does it with like forethought and she does it coldly. She's a bitch. <laughs> and the fact that she doesn't apologize is also kind of, you know, like it, it, it goes along with that character arc. I'm not saying I admire it. I just like that the writers are <laughs> they knew what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm really impressed with these writers. This is apparently their first screenplay. Um, and I'm and I'm going to give some amount of credit to the director because usually when there are two writers and it's their very first screenplay, the director is usually a pretty big part of like the writing process. I'm kind of going to assume, and especially because of Brahms, I'm kind of going to assume that we uh, owe Jo Young Min um, a, a big. Because I think it, it, they did a good job, guys. Like, I mean, I mean, it's adapted from I mean, a novel, so and, yes, and you can feel hello, that with and, the voiceovers and stuff. 
as as if as if adaptations from novels haven't gone like terribly bad. I mean that's true. <laughs> yes, but I I just I I liked it. I mean, do you know how how horribly I was braced for the last few? I actually didn't want them to uh, end up together, partly because Suyong was such a like I said, opaque, complicated bitch. That I just I was like, if, even if these two end up together, oh, it's going to be so miserable. <laughs> like they are not ever going to be perfectly. They're not going to be comfortable. Like there's always going to be that some amount of manipulation involved. Like just they can't. I don't think they would have been perfect for each other. But a no. lot of people are interpreting it as an open ending. Are you guys? That did it feel like an open ending? No, I personally I don't think that they're ever going to get back together. What do you think, Rabbi? I think that they might. You know, I mean, we leave them climbing up this this incredibly symbolic hill together. I feel like there's a chance. You know, I it's tricky. <laughs> Let's just say I'm not rooting for them to get together at this point. I don't. I don't think it would be a healthy relationship. Maybe in another five years. I. I. I think. Um, <laughs> I mean, poor Song Soo, but uh, Soo Young still needs <laughs> a lot of growing up. Yeah, for sure. She needs to go to like three years of therapy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I. I see your point though, Frabby. Like, there's also that moment where she talks to her friend, her work friend, um, after she's given birth, and she's like, you know, the people who are who are meant to meet will meet. Um, and then they coincidentally meet, like, in the next scene. So, exactly, So maybe right. that's the drama <laughs> telling us something. What I'm kind of left with is, I'm, I'm kind of spoiling my last post on this show a little bit, but I'm kind of left with the idea that in this show, the future is a very tangible thing. Like, you, you can see it. Mm. Like, it's it's on the horizon. And it's kind of like washing away the past and the pain of it. Like, you can see how Mi Kyung has moved on. She's, she's, she's not still in that place where she thinks that if Sangsa doesn't love her, then she's worthless. And you can see how Jong Hyun, who didn't think he'd ever pass the police exam, is now a police officer. Like, enough time and these wounds will heal in, in some way or another. So I think that's kind of the conclusion that they're, mm. they're leaving you on, that, you know, once enough time has passed, maybe something will happen with these two. Or maybe it won't. But either way, it's going to be okay. And that's that's all I wanted from the drama in the end. I just wanted everyone to be all right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And they are, kind of. I, I just wanted closure and I kind of got that. It, it it was interesting to have these people sort of like put together and them trying to figure out if they can actually have friendships and relationships um, despite their differences. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like the story basically was like, unless you have yourself figured out, you really can't, you know, um, reach through these gaps and, and sort of be together in any capacity. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with this drama. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't change anything. I had a great time. The last episode brought me to tears. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, we do. The moment Man, I think when um, they were they were wondering where they would have ended up if they'd gotten together four years ago, and she and Suyong was like, maybe we would have mm. got married, had children, maybe we would have divorced. And then Sang Suga says, maybe we wouldn't have divorced. Maybe we would have you know, like worked that. through things. And it so was... <laughs> emblematic of who they are, honestly. <laughs> but, you know, the, the sort uh, of yeah. the, the rawness of that just was really beautiful and really upsetting. It and gave I loved me it. <laughs> yeah, a little ache in my heart. Yeah, yeah. Can we yeah. give a little shout out to um, Moon Tae-woo, who plays So Gyung-pil? Just 
What a character. What a performance. <laughs> uh, applause. For the longest time, I couldn't figure out what his purpose was, aside from playing like a Narad. Um, he was just like a weird little like, like, Loki equivalent. Mischievous imp for most of the drama. <laughs> and then right, just right. in the last yeah. half, just really came <laughs> like into his park. own. Yeah, exactly. Sort of this throwing um, a wrench into things character. But he ended up being so important. Yeah. For so many for so many character development moments. And then I love sure. also, here's another way that I loved Meek Young's development. She actually like that conversation where she kind of confronts him about like who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, you should stop pretending like you don't care. Yeah. And, I, and that and you can just like see how he's just like poleaxed by that. <laughs> and it and he changes after that. And it's like so sad because you can see that he still kind of has a thing for her. Yeah. Even all these years later, even at the end, you know, four years after everything's happened. It's good they yeah. didn't get back together, but, but like, like you, you can said, see it's gross. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm glad they didn't get back together. That would have been <laughs> that would have been that awful. Been, yeah, I, I agreed. <laughs> this drama never takes the easy way. That's for sure. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> Any last thoughts? I have so much more I want to say. <laughs> I'm really looking forward go, to your, go, go. your blog post. <laughs> it's going to be long. It's going to be so long. <laughs> um, final thoughts. This is an incredibly human drama with incredibly human characters that really were just allowed to make mistakes. And I just, you don't get that enough. And I just really, mm. really fell for it in a way that I didn't expect to. And yeah, or it's already my favorite drama of the year, and we're two months into it. <laughs> the thing that caught me in the initial episodes uh, was not so much like the mm, you know power difference, the the class difference, and all of the uh, misunderstandings and stuff, but the fact that Sangsu is a very typical good guy hero. Um, who makes bad decisions and 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 then is like again because he he, he has the pace of molasses even when he is stuck in a terrible relationship he can't get himself out because man can't move fast enough it's just <laughs> <sighs> anyway sorry got distracted the thing that I really liked was those hints like which they didn't really go too much in depth but in the first few episodes definitely influenced Suyong's. Uh, reaction to his hesitation was because of the way he saw her like as somebody who will agree to be his girlfriend if he just makes the move like Mm. in a way there was like an an internalized uh, misogyny yes but also like entitlement where he's like well, you know, I just have to make the move, but should I? She's not of my class. Like, he kept right. He never thought about him. the possibility that he might get rejected. Which he did And so lot. when she does, <laughs> and yeah. then repeatedly, I, I know I should not take so much pleasure <laughs> from it, but honestly, I, at no point did I ever feel bad for Sangsu. Because those initial episodes stayed with me. Like mm. the way he approached her and saw her, even the way the cameras showed him looking at her it was a very mm, deliberate choice to kind of it, it's not that he was being disrespectful in the way he looked at her but there was a certain amount of objectification mm. and 
Yeah, I was I was fine. You know, like she she made him run the course and I was okay with that. There's this one time when he comes to her house in the evening and she's like, you look like you're having a hard time. And he's like, it's okay for me to have a hard time. And I was like, yeah, 100% agree. <laughs> like, you totally deserve it. Yeah. He grew so uh, much anyways. as a character, but like still. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that was when he was still two-timing his wonderful girlfriend. So, yes, oh, definitely you, would, uh, you need to have a hard time right now. Anyway, sorry to derail us. I just, that moment came to me when you were saying that for a month. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I yeah, agree. I mean, I definitely feel like there were some moments closer to the end where I felt like there was some stretching out of the story happening. But other than that, I really, I don't know if enjoyed is the correct word for this, but it was a very, like... It was very intensely miserable, but also kind of warm <laughs> and lovely experience to watch this melodrama. It wasn't like a mukjang, even though it had some of those kind of mukjang elements of like cheating and drama. But it was like so Public gentle humiliation. With it. Yeah, but it was so <laughs> gentle with it. Like everything was so gentle. The dialogue yeah. was gorgeous. There was so much detailed, silent acting. There was so much yearning. There were so many moments where like, Everything that needed to be said was just told with visual storytelling. Oh, and I, I agree, yearning. like huge kudos to the director. So yeah, highly recommend this if you just want to like feel miserable for 16 hours but not regret it. <laughs> Sums up quite perfectly. I think it was really comforting as a drama because it embraces not only the character's yeah. mistakes but your own. It kind of feels like it's touching at something that you might have experienced, even if you've you know never been in anything anywhere as near as messy as this, right? Like, it's just like, here experience this and feel it and then you can go <laughs> yes yes well thank you yeah. so much for joining us um, i was very glad to be well, here for taking me on this journey for abby <laughs> you're <Yeah>. welcome <laughs> i hadn't realized that forma was watching it but i'm glad that we got to all be on this journey together I, I was i was tweeting after the first episode i was tweeting about how madly in love i was but i i'm not gonna mention what drama and i'm not <laughs> going to like i'm just not going to jinx it by saying anything nice about it so i was like that i was meanwhile making, that like, was me it was just like tweets. i'm gonna recap the entire thing <laughs> and then like I think I know what drama this is. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yes, thank you guys for watching this drama with me and, you know, um, surviving <laughs> all yeah. 16 episodes. We, we made, made it. it. Yay. <laughs> and I, I want to hear from listeners also because I feel like there's been some negative reactions to the ending yeah, i want to hear yeah, i, I yeah. want to hear people's thoughts on like why they didn't, didn't like it or or how what they thought of it absolutely listeners you will find uh, a link in the description uh to this like this this speak pipe right uh link that we have you can basically just click on it uh leave us a voice note uh with your thoughts and um yeah, do it because we, we want to hear you. <laughs> yes. Okay. I love the ones that we've gotten so far. So, Frabby, where can we find you on the internet? Where can people find you? You can find me at crabbyfordramas.wordpress.com. I've written a lot about the show already <laughs> and I will write more. And um, you can also find me on Twitter at FrabsisCrabsis. Definitely check out the, the reviews that Frabby writes. They're amazing. Um, you can find us on Twitter at dramasoverflow. And you can find me on Twitter at Anissa Khalifa underscore. Um, you can find me, Parva, at The Drama Notes. And you can find Dramas Over Flowers on Instagram at Dramas Over 
flowers underscore and you can email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com we also have a newsletter the link is right below sign up for like sort of monthly-ish issues and find our website at dramasoverflowers.net we're also on facebook just look us up and dramas over flowers is part of the frolic podcast network find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts and that's it. That's it. Thank you for joining us. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Bye.